It's Opinion Searchy with Cameron and Chad. Hey, Chad, how you doing? Hey, Cameron. I don't know. I didn't do the song. I didn't know we were doing a song. I went to done it anyways. I know. I didn't expect you to. Did I? Did I tell you like a couple weeks ago when we were me and my brother, and my parents were drinking? Um, we were talking about singing and, and stuff like that, and and my mom was like, "You have like a really small range," and Joe's like, "That's not his problem. His problem is he can't tell notes apart." And he's like, "Watch this," and he held like a note, and he's like, "Chad, match that," and I I couldn't do it. I was either too high or I was too low. And I, w- I tried a couple of times. I was like, he's like, he's not changing the note. I just literally don't know what he's doing. I can't do it. <laughs> so I, you, you sent me an interesting video about this like throat thing of like how to, how to apply a more nasally kind of sound. Right. Oh yeah. Was this, uh, this, was this a, one of my, for my vocal coach? Cause I remember I sent you one, something like that a couple weeks ago. Something like that, where he was talking about, like, uh, it, it, it kind of like this, like, weird, like, operatic singing thing, or yeah, like, a, yeah, 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 like, a, that, like, cartoony New York accent sort of thing. Yeah. So I started applying that to one of the songs that I'll sing on the car ride home. And it's like, I think I'm getting into better harmony with the singer. Sure. Because she has this, like, weird, uh, it's not quite that baby voice, but it's got this like weird, really thick European accent, and it's a fun enough song. But like, I'll do the the weird like a a kind of tone to it, mm-hmm. and it it was like, oh wait a minute, this is a lot more fun to sing now, it, and it's like it's give me a tool to kind of play with. I find that interesting. Yeah, like when it comes to that, I, obviously I can't do it because my like ability to tell pitch is god awful, but. Uh, when you you're trying to like open up more air passageways, like just in your face when you're singing, like you get a much bigger, brighter noise by just letting the air and the resonance bounce more, and so that's like one of the ways to do it. I realize that when I sing, one of my problems is that um, it's like I don't I don't have like anything going through my nose at all, and it actually like it can dull down the tone a bit. So there's a certain level of like if you add a bit of nasality to your singing notes, you can actually make them sound better. And it seems counterintuitive because you're just like, oh, when you're, you know, like, I ain't man dark kind of thing. And obviously you don't want to do it like that much, but if you add a little, little spice to it, like you can, you can make yourself sound much better, much brighter. And if you're going for like a power metal tone or, you know, whatever European music you're listening to, like that might be what they're doing. Um, and it can also help if you have like a lower sounding instruments, right? Like it adds contrast. So there's like, uh, like it just general music composition you can work into that. Like, oh, we'll have like really dark sounding notes, and then we'll have really bright sounding vocals, and we have this back and forth or whatever. Like, it works. Um, I was practicing high screams today, and like that's one of the basis of that is like almost screaming through your nose to get that really high pitched like goblin sound. Can't get there yet. Not 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 there yet. But uh, you know, on the way, and that. That that is one of the things Mark's having me practice is like, oh yeah, yeah, no, just like talk like Mandark from Dexter's Laboratory, or in my case, the Monarch from uh, um, Venture Brothers, because I like the Monarch. I feel like the Monarch also has a little more range because he'll speak, he'll speak naturally and emphatically, whereas mm-hmm. Mandark is like a constant, the same cartoon character. So I don't know if that's quite the same meter to use. I don't know. I, it's one of those things where it just like it. It's so funny too, because I'm like I'm like looking into the mirror when I do this usually, just because I want to like make sure I'm using some level of proper technique and my larynx isn't bouncing around all over the place. And it's like I'm getting so used to just seeing myself make stupid noises, <laughs> and it's it it is it's weird. It is something that I'm glad you're still sticking to, though. Yeah, I actually got a I got a lesson next week on Wednesday the tenth, and Ripley has to go to the vet that day. As well, so Wednesday's gonna be busy. That's good though. Yeah, he's gotta get some uh, just rabies shots and you know whatever the inoculations are for him at his age. So it's nothing like he's not sick or nothing. Yeah. My dog's barking again. Mm-hmm. Oh, but uh, we we were having some fun on VR chat the other day. Yes, we goddamn were. That. The, do you want to explain the the Tony Hawk thing? We played Voltron, but with Tony Hawk. <laughs> So, I guess I guess to start at the beginning for the listeners, like 
Cameron found a place where you could build a Tony Hawk, and it was like a Tony Hawk avatar but split into parts. So like there was the pants and the torso and the head and the arms, and then if you stood in a row, you'd make you you'd make one single Tony Hawk. And he's not big enough, and he's not like this robot sized you know monster kaiju thing. It's just normal ass Tony Hawk. Um, so, and so we did that. Best case scenario is you're just this weird PlayStation Two version of Tony Hawk. Yes, that is worst, the best case scenario. Worst case scenario, it doesn't quite look right. So we did that, and and we we had we had one we had one extra person with us because we had two sets of arms. So we we were Vishnu Tony Hawk, <laughs> and and you were like, you know, what we need to do is go to a public place and see what happens. And so we go to a, a pug bar, and it was full of people, and. We instantly became the most interesting thing in that bar. <laughs> now, from my perspective, I accidentally had turned my safety settings on. So we enter this bar and I cannot hear anybody. And everybody is like this default robot avatar that's unoffensive, right? Like, so I'm just like, this is really weird. Something's not right. And, I'm, and you're walking me through to fix this. And so I eventually turn the settings off and everything's normal again. And there's just like this explosion of a weird pop-in avatars, right? Like, there's the guy with the Geiger counter. There's, like, six anime girls with huge tits. There's a monster who's, like, oozing, you know, toxic fluid. And they're all just talking and swearing and being like, what the fuck is this Tony Hawk thing? And I felt like I was, like, being assaulted. And it's like, no, no, no. I'm the weird one (laughs) in this scenario. Like, it was so strange to be like, oh, they're looking at me because I'm... I'm the one that's different, not like the anime girls or the furries or the monsters or the silent guy with the Geiger counter saying, you know, like everybody's got cancer. No, 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 no. It's definitely Tony Hawk. And uh, I've been trying to explain it because this is so fucking weird and funny. I'm trying to tell people about this, right? And it's so hard to explain to people that like, especially at work, who don't understand what I'm doing in VR chat or understand what VR chat is. And uh, it's like, no, Heather, you have to like, we were playing Voltron, but we were, we made a Tony Hawk and we went to a bar. And then it just dead silence. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> I yeah, I was actually I explained it to my mom, and I showed her a couple of the pictures we took. And it's funny how it's like you need a visual aid to really get across how goofy it looks. Yeah, um, because it's such a dumb concept too. But you were right. It's like it started with one person. Like we got one person's attention, and then they ran upstairs. And we're like, guys. Guys, come down here. <laughs> like, what is what is this? <laughs> and then I I was the legs. Yep. Um, because I have the I have the leg trackers, so I was able to make Tony Hawk dance, and and do all the gestures and stuff more complete. And it was like it it felt nice fulfilling a role in the team. I felt like a team player. It was funny because someone was like, like razzing on you for getting like not another couple of uh, trackers for your hands, for your like upper arms. And she's like, why the fuck would you just get the leg ones? And you're like, so I can dance as Tony Hawk, duh. And I was like, you know, that makes a lot of sense, lady. He's got a, he's got a point. And it was it was that, and it was also this weird, uh, like I there were people that really thought we were there like for clicks and views like people were asking what's your stream like they just assumed like oh you're so entertaining you must be recording this right now for money and you were you leaned into that so hard and you were just fucking with him the entire time which was great yeah what did i i said like we had a patreon it was like go to patreon.com slash tony stack yeah. and like i just like that name rolled off my tongue but i just like kept using it uh, and then when they couldn't find that they're like okay seriously who are you and they're like we're pewdiepie yeah, I told everyone to subscribe to PewDiePie for more Tony Hawk action. So just, the f- oh, man. One of the funny things about that, like, I was laughing, so I actually muted myself uh, for a good <laughs> chunk of that because I was laughing so hard and I didn't want to, like, screw with you. I was like, Cameron's got this. People are paying attention to us, but not me, which is great. I'm just the torso. I will continue just trying to look down and hover above the legs and be a complete Tony Hawk. And and everybody else can take care of this, and I'm just gonna sit here and enjoy this in the way I am comfortable. I'm glad it was you're great until I crashed. I I know that you're not like super into the improv and the the public stuff, so I'm glad you're able to enjoy it at least for the ride. 
Oh, I had a. I I've legitimately told a bunch of people about this, and then was like kind of <laughs> regretting it because I have to now explain what we were doing and where that they'll understand. I well, somebody was recording it, and she told me her YouTube, and I I've literally been like looking for it just so if I can find that clip, I can like I can just send this to people and mm-hmm. say, "Hey, look at this thing on VR Chat," and it'll just be like you can watch it for two seconds and get the joke. I sent, um, because you sent me a screenshot that, because I was trying to take screens and, like, none of my screenshots went through. Like, I was having just issues uh, with between the mirror and all the people. So you sent me one and I sent it to some people and, like, people are like, what the fuck is going on here? And I was like, oh, I'm the torso. Like, that's not, that's not an answer to my <laughs> yeah, question. Yeah, not adequate. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I feel like it is. Like, I'm the torso and that's all you need to know. It was great. I, that was, that was, and honestly, I really enjoyed being in that that was like the first big social setting in VR chat I've enjoyed because no one was a weird chicken screaming the N-word. Like, this was great. Turns out the bar for this kind of low, but we went over it for once. Yeah, you know, um, did I tell you about Rec Room? Yes. Oh, I did? I know Rec Room is more of a game thing, right? Like, there's like, like the, the games work a little better, but it's no, less I, I like... Meant, I, I meant when I played Rec Room this weekend. Oh, no, 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 no. So I booted it up because I've been I've been suggesting that we maybe play that one of these nights mm-hmm. and kind of like, well, I wonder how it's set up. Like, it's been over a year since I last logged in. So it's like, well, you know, maybe it's different. Maybe I should make sure it's working the same. It has literally turned into Roblox. Oh, really? There are so many games. Like, literally, I opened the menu and one of the first things on the menu was Red Dead Redemption 2 PvP roleplay server. And it's like, well, I was looking for table tennis. But I guess this one's popular. Um, so out of curiosity, I went into a public room, and it's all like seven-year-olds like screaming and yelling about cowboys. And I was like, "Where do you find a gun? Where do you find a gun?" And like it was weird because it's not at all what I thought Rec Room was. <laughs> oh no! Like you have to you have to find the sports channel to find one of the sports games, and then like make a private one that people won't join. But the popular stuff is all this, like, weird, oh, yeah, a lot of kids have access to their parents' Quest 2 unit. Because it comes, like, pre-installed on the damn headset because it's free, you know? Sure, sure. Um, But I, I managed to make some fun out of that by doing some, like, just gentle trolling. Um, <laughs> did I... You're not going to hardcore troll the kids. You're the gentle no, troll the kids. I didn't, I didn't want to, like, harass anybody. I just, like, I'm sure. going to not participate and see what happens. Um, so did I, did I introduce you to Daniel from Second Life? I don't think so. This, oh, brilliant YouTube channel. This guy does the best troll videos. Like, I, 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 he literally inspired me. Like, I channeled (laughs) Daniel (laughs) when, when I was in this cowboy world and it was all chaos and children. I'm like, I know what I have to do. So I, I was like, what would Daniel do here? And the way the, the map was set up. There's kind of like a little cowboy town where there's a main street. And at the end of the main street, there's a big like sheriff's building. So it's like, okay, there's some kids hold up in the sheriff's building and they're shooting everybody that gets near. And it looks like they stockpiled most of the guns. So like everything's stacked in their favor there. So clearly everyone's like trying to find a gun and shoot at the kids to run into the sheriff's building, but they can't do it. So I decided I'm just going to walk up and like introduce myself like I don't know what uh, it's a game. So I just like I walked up to the front door. I'm like, hi, I'm Jonathan. And they'd like shoot at me. Um, It's like, what's your name? And I'm just trying to shake their hands. <laughs> I'm just like holding my hand out. I'm like, I'm Jonathan. They're like, Jonathan, get out of here. Jonathan, no, stop it. Get out of here. And they'd shoot me. And so every time I'd respond, I'd just like go back and like I'd poke my head around the, the opening in the door and go like, hi, it's me, Jonathan. Can I come in? And they're it's Jonathan, stop it. And then they're like getting really mad at Jonathan. And I just kept like talking really flatly and just saying, like, how are you guys doing? Are you having fun in there? Reminds me of that SpongeBob episode where he's like, hi, I'm normal. Yeah, it's really that. And they just <laughs> they kept they kept getting angry. It was like, Jonathan, get out of here. And I'm I'm doing nothing but trying to introduce myself and like shake their hand, right? Mm-hmm. So at some point, they're like, you know, Jonathan, get in here. And like, all right. And so I walked in and they put me in a jail cell. And I was like, you have to stay here and don't move. I'm like, okay, this is nice. 
So I'm just like standing mm-hmm. in a jail cell where they're having a shootout with everybody. And then somebody somehow got in the back. Um, and they snuck in the back. And so one of these kids turns around and is like, who are you? Who are you? Get in the jail cell. Get in the jail cell. So they all like poke, you know, they're pushing them in there with their guns. And they get him in there. It's like, like, who, why are you here? Did you come here to assassinate me? Did you come here to assassinate me? And I was like, yes. And I had a bottle in my pocket. I pulled the bottle out and just like bashed it over his head and killed him. Nice. And then the other guy was like, Jonathan, did you do that? And I was like, yes. And I picked up the gun and shot him. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's like this hostage guy is just standing there and he keeps like looking back and forth. Like what happened? (laughs) <laughs> and I just like I took all the guns and walked outside and like left them in the street and then lugged off. <laughs> it was just so it was a really weird experience. And I'm not even going to say that you missed out because it was very much a weird like you had to be there moment. Sure. But it was like, you know, it, it's interesting the forms of entertainment we can have. <laughs> yeah. My dad is still like super into vr like i swear to god he plays like beat saber for an hour a day or like super hot or something like i'm gonna have to get him some more games i think um but it's really funny to to like hang out with him and be like oh yeah i played this like that song on beat saber and i you know beat my high score i was like motherfucker you play more video games than i do (laughs) i'm glad it, it, it it is fun though isn't it yeah it's cool i'm glad he likes it my mom wants to get back into it but she um she like kind of like twisted her elbow or you know she she kind of hurt herself a bit she's like ah, i can't swing around until my my shoulder yeah. is better it, and it's like yeah that is like the trade-off with vr right like you actually have to physically move in this yeah i was actually looking at uh people have these interesting setups where there's like uh 2d treadmills that they'll set up in their garage and that's where they do their vr so you like you can actually rig it in vr chat where it senses your foot motions and uses that to locomote Oh, so really? if you walk in place, it actually walks to your speed. That's cool. And so if you have one of these like 2D treadmills, you can actually just walk in place constantly and like play games that way. And it's very much like an experimental kind of phase. But just seeing how fast VR itself has become a household item, like you go to Best Buy right now and there's a couple Quest 2 units just on the shelf and like a kid is like, I want this one. And father says, yes, dearest, we will purchase one for you. Mm-hmm. And like, wait, that's like, the year 2020 we can just buy vr headsets for the home like it's it's kind of interesting it is it is really cool and like it's funny because my neighbor who i play ping pong with like they want one him and his wife like and they're not really into video games like every once in a while they'll throw on like guitar hero on the xbox 360 and play that so like they're like oh no no we want like this quest too we want to go play beat saber and all these games we you know my dad talks about and it's like holy shit like, this is the thing that is going to get people who don't play video games into video games once it gets to that point. Like, it's already kind of doing that in my experience, but eventually, like, when there's, like, major killer apps for this thing and there's reason to really advertise it, it's, I think it's going to it's gonna be a game changer when it's where ready to be. It's, it's really cool. Well, and the technology is, like, it's becoming so affordable. Honestly, the Quest 2 feels like a steal for mm-hmm. what it does. It's, like... Um, it's just really, it's impressive and it just, that it'll just keep getting cheaper every year. But it's also, uh, it reminds me of the Wii when the Wii came out and it's like, look, even grandma can bowl and everyone can play tennis. And it was just like, like you pick it up and there's a one-to-one motion and it just does the thing you want it to. Right. That's so important. That removes all barrier to entry. It's funny, like. Joe goes on about uh, Pavlov, I believe the game is. Yeah. And, like, I want to play that, like, more than most games. I really should buy it. But I'm like, no, I really need to finish Doom, <laughs> the the new one, Doom Eternal. Like, I'm, like, halfway through it. I really like that game. It is fantastic. And I just, it just seems like when I sit down at my computer, I would rather do anything else than play it. Because I just don't really play video games anymore. But I'm so happy we make time for VR chat once a week. And I'm just like, no, I think that the... the Something with, like, really proper shooting mechanics sounds really fun to do in this, because I've liked, like, even just playing, like, the regular Doom in, in VR chat or just some of the other bullshit we've done. Like, it's it's cool. I am good with the AK-47. And yeah. Joe was saying that that one's a little harder to reload because there's, like, an extra step to it, and it's, like, a little more manual than the automatic thing. But I have this, like, really fluid reload motion 
like I have this muscle memory to it. We're playing this zombie mode, and it's like whenever we got the AK, it's like okay, we're gonna last at least three more rounds just because I have this one gun. Nice. And it's like I'm like pop, 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 like reliably. And there's something interesting where I'm not even looking down the sights. It's like the hip fire feels accurate enough that it's like okay, I know how this gun is. I'm familiar enough with this gun. I can just actually hit the targets as I want to. Mm-hmm. And there's something really interesting about that. <laughs> you know, it's it's a little different than Call of Duty where it's like, oh, okay, the, the spread on this one is this much and the, the whatever. And it's just like actually aiming and firing and it behaves as you intend is really kind of magical. Mm-hmm. Speaking of guns, I saw a trailer for a video game this week. Was it Doom 3? No. Because that's coming to VR. You're lying to me. No. I feel like if there were Doom 3, I would know about it. Okay. You mean like Doom 3, like like the old Doom 3? or like Yeah, they're, they're redoing 3? it for VR. Oh, that's interesting. I believe that. Huh. Because it was more of a horror game, right? Like, I know like there was a problem with the, the your flashlight was separate, and, and it was less crazy action and more spooky. I actually don't know. 2016 is the only Doom game I ever played. Really? I've well, never played like all of them except Doom 3. Technically, I've played versions of Doom 1, but usually in like funny mod formats. Mm-hmm. Or like that VR one <laughs> that's in VR chat that isn't a shooter. I remember playing Doom 2 on the computer when I was a kid and I was really young and that game was like legitimately kind of scary to me because I was for one thing I was a kid but also just like the the flavor text between some of the levels about how, like, you're the last human on Earth and, like, the demons take over and you're just trying to live with them, but also you have to kill all them because they want you to die. And it's like you are, are against an entire planet. And, and like, the, the the enormity of that would freak me out. And then just, it's like, yeah, the graphics aren't great, but you're walking around and there's just, like, you can see, like, crucified demons on, like, the walls or whatever. And it's like, this is fucked up. And then you play it now, and you're like, this is really fun. It's an arcade shooter. I'm just running around because <laughs> my feet don't actually touch the ground. I'm just, like, surfing. And it's like, oh, man, things are different. Um, I was going somewhere with this. Oh, yes, I was going somewhere with this. I'm sorry. Uh, no, the, the the game I'm talking about, uh, Alien, like, Firestorm, I think it is. Oh, that's right. That That trailer dropped out of nowhere. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this? And also, it honestly looks kind of good. The trailer they put out looks good. I'm gonna wait, and I I've been burned by these um like horde wave Fire survival team. games before. Fire team, um, so I don't want my hopes to get up. And I literally I opened Penny Arcade this morning, and they did a comic about it, and they're just talking about, "Are you excited about Aliens Fire Team?" Is like, no, I can't hope anymore. Yeah, that's fair. And it's like that. Alien is a thing that I really like, and I think. Um, the last time I got excited about an alien thing is that alien skin in Fortnite, because technically I can't be disappointed because it's just the skin. Sure. So it, in a way, that was the happiest I was with the, <laughs> with any of these announcements because like, oh, they can't mess it up. It's just a mild cosmetic because I'm tired of getting burned. I See, the thing, though, is like the last alien game that came out was Alien Isolation, unless there was another one I don't remember. Right. I think there and, was, but it's not worth bringing up. And the, the thing was, like, Alien Isolation was a good game. Yeah. I have issues with it, but on it, the whole, was like, that was a good. really good game. Yeah, I agree. And so, it's like, well, though they can make good ones of these, maybe this will be good, too, by, like, the process of the transitive property. I'm more, um, I mean, one thing about Colonial Marines is that was partially, like, a money scam that yeah. won't happen again because like those people don't work in the industry anymore so in a way i think a lot of people feel burned by colonial marines especially and that's a concern you don't have to have it doesn't guarantee everything else will be good but well also when did that game come out because that was like 2014 right it's something like that that was a while ago it, it was it's just uh there's a there's a scar 13 <laughs> it comes from the lies um but I actually uh, hate that game. It's not a good game. Yeah, but it does a couple things that are fun that that shooters at the time weren't doing as much, and so like it kind of had a little bit of an old school shooter vibe to it before like 
that kind of became back in vogue with like Doom and stuff. We're like, oh wait, guess what? You can just carry ten weapons. Like for the longest time, it's like, no, you get two. We're gonna go a whole decade where you get two. And this game was like, no, you can just carry all the guns you get. That's cool. We don't we don't care. Like we're not balanced. This game sucks, but you can carry them all. And like that kind of stuff was really fun. I feel like there were elements of that game that were fine, that were were worth playing, and then there were a lot that were were not. Um, but on the whole, I came away not totally regretting the purchase. So. I don't know. Come on, fire team can be okay. Like, I don't want to get my hopes up because mostly because of corporate bullshit. It's sort of like, how are they going to fuck this up? Like, what kind of microtransactions are they going to put in here that are terrible? What kind of, um, you know, like, they're good. I feel like they have to do something to fuck it up. But then it's like, well, I mean, they don't. They just, they could. So my concern is really balance. Uh, these games have a habit of either really being too easy or just being too hard. And partially that comes from the the team dynamic. I think it's fun if you can just play one of these with your buddies. Mm -hmm. My concern is like if they have something like a role where you want to have a healer and then you you play online and people are like, I don't want to be the healer. So they just leave and the game is balanced around healing. You know, it's like, is it going to turn into Evolve again? Because that's my scar. That's fair. Um. I really liked Vermintide. So them working on the 40k version of Vermintide, it's like, oh, they just made one of these and they know what they're doing. So I have a little more faith. Mm-hmm. I I think, honestly, it would be a little more fun to play Alien. As much as I like Warhammer, the stuff I love in Warhammer is kind of like the specific armies that I enjoy. Versus yeah. Alien, it's like, well, it has the Aliens. That's the alien I like. I mean, I like the weapons <laughs> in the Alien universe, right? Like, I'm, I've put a lot of hours into Alien video games and comics and movies. So, like, I, it is my definitely my preference. Um, I think that's a fair thing, though, right? Like, I think the Warhammer version has a better chance of being a better game because they've done one before. They understand balance. You're still gonna get a cool set of weapons because it's Warhammer. It, it, it's a safe bet. Be like, if I'm gonna get one of these two games, the Warhammer one's probably just gonna please everybody. But if this one's good, this one's gonna be really good. Is the thing because it's Alien. But if it's bad, it's gonna just disappoint the shit out of me. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. I'm I'm just choosing not to get my hopes up. But realistically, when it comes out, I'm probably gonna end up grabbing it. Yeah, I, um, I might wait. You know, I'll, I'll watch it, I'll keep reviews. an eye on it, but I'm not going to go like, oh man, this September or whatever. Well, here's the thing though, it's like, I want to, whatever these games come out, like, I want to buy something that we can play together, kind of like what we were doing, like Deep Rock Galactic or something, only this I'll probably be more apt to play because Alien. But, the Warhammer thing too, I, I like co-op games, like, my big thing for gaming now is multiplayer, because it's just, it's fun, I can throw some music on, we can just fuck around, and so either one of these would fit that bill. So I, I, I'm fine with trying Ooh. them both or just if they come out around the same time, just picking the one we think we'll like the most. So right now, Fireteam is scheduled to come out this summer. Which, considering that trailer was like alpha footage only, it's like, well, summer's not that far away. I, I honestly, the, I mean, the trailer looked fine. I, I thought I it just, was fine. I hope it's far enough along and we're not going to get like a bunch of day one patches and shit like even though that's sort of the industry standard now i'm not even sure you know looking at the the steam page there's not a price is this like a 60 dollar full release game or are they doing one of these budget things that's a good question it's funny too because it all kind of comes back to like left for dead right like when i think of this kind of game that's the one that comes into my mind it's okay it's like left for dead left for dead's great uh I don't mind unashamedly Left 4 Dead clones as long as they're good. Because that, that core gameplay is fantastic. And right. everything else, you're just skinning over it. <clears throat> we'll see. Me and my brother have talked about, like, if we were to do something like that in VR, right? Like, that would be really fun to do. And it's like, yeah, just, just make a fucking Left 4 Dead clone. Like, yeah, you know, everyone on... understands it. It's so easy. You just have to, I mean, the assets making those or not, but just... This is the core gameplay. It it is so simple. It is really fun. You can't fuck it up too bad. Yeah, we, me and Joe were playing the zombie mode on Pavlov, and there was something really cool in the VR space where it's like I felt like the situational awareness meant more. 
But also, like, things would happen, like, Joe would grab a gun, and he'd go, oh, this is a really good pistol. Cameron, take this. And he would toss it to me, and I could grab it out of midair and inspect it and cock it, and I'm ready to shoot. And it felt like a sequence in an action movie. Yeah. And it all just happened, and it wasn't, like, a canned animation. It was a, no, I had to actually catch it. Sure. And so there's, like, a feeling of satisfaction. This wasn't even pulling the trigger yet. And it's like, okay, we got this fluid teamwork feeling right now. It's like, you know, just me and Joe against the army of zombies. And then the zombies come. We got to take them all out. It just felt right. It's a simple sell. <laughs> yeah, that, that extra bit of, like, immersion is crazy. He was telling me about some Pavlov thing he did where, like, some guy was, like, parachuting or jumping or something, like, trying to, like, fall down on him to kill him. And Joe, like, ac- you know, knew he was there and just, like, aimed up and shot and just, like, shot the guy in the head. And it was more fluke than on purpose. But he's like, I, <laughs> I think that was like one of the coolest things I've ever done in a video game. Because if you were just like outside looking in, it looked like an action movie, right? Like it looked like I was the hero. And I just nonchalantly pulled my gun up, shot in the air, hit this guy falling in the face, and his corpse just fell on the ground. And it's like, that's fucking cool. Like, I want to do that. That sounds fun. Did you see that uh, PlayStation announced the PlayStation VR 2? No, I did not. So they are making a better VR headset. Interesting. Yeah, and that's a pretty good thing because I think their first one, it's a very underpowered kind of thing, but they did that on purpose to make it affordable. Excuse me. Affordable. But it wasn't bad. Like, it was actually a neat little thing. A lot of interesting VR games came out exclusive for PlayStation VR. Like, there are some PlayStation-only games that are kind of worth playing. And then a couple that have eventually made it to PC, but it's kind of interesting that there's multiple, uh, multiple companies are still interested in this. Mm-hmm. I've seen people talk about VR maybe being a fad, but it's like, it doesn't, it's not going downhill yet. I think maybe it came out a little earlier than it should have. Yeah, that's fair. But I think <laughs> the, I think the, the testing on the masses actually helped the development speed up, too. Well, the idea of, like, Sony getting in the game is kind of huge, right? Because, I mean, they're one of the big three. I mean, and we're, I feel like the whole thing of VR is, like, how do we get this more mainstream? And it's like, well, uh, Sony, Microsoft, or Nintendo got to, like, look into it. And if so, if Sony are actually doing it, like, that bodes really well for the platform. Yeah, and actually, one of their games is just Iron Man VR. And you just fly around as Iron Man. Yeah, people have said it's the best PlayStation VR game. Um, I I haven't particularly been impressed by the videos I've watched, but sometimes those videos don't capture the immersion feeling. Sure. Like, if you actually feel like you're in an Iron Man suit flying around doing the stuff in the movies, it's like, hey... Uh, I'll take take my money. <laughs> you know, when, when's this one coming to PC? I'll try it. It's funny because like VR chat, like if like when you get a good VR chat thing with a mechanic that works really well, it's the same dose of stuff, right? Like we we did the airplane thing. We've talked about this a few times now, but like, fuck, that was great. That felt so good, and I, I the the sound design in that level was really solid, and like. It was just super fun to fly an airplane and feel like I'm actually flying a fucking airplane. And so, yeah, like, you apply that to Iron Man, of course it's going to work. You apply it to Spider-Man, of course it's going to work. Or Thor, or just, or shooting mechanics that aren't garbage. Like, there's just something about it. And I feel like we're kind of just fanboying about VR, but I'm glad I'm on board. Like, I'm glad Joe got a vibe and gave me the Oculus, because I've it has been really fun to get to experience this with you guys, and... And then some of the games we play in VR chat are stupid as shit, but who cares? Because we're hanging out and just being goofballs. Like, that's fun, too. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Um, I bet I can find this real quick if you want to vamp for a couple minutes. So, I guess to con- continue banging on about VR, one of the things that I, I kind of noticed, um, maybe not last week, but the week before, is like... uh. You know, we'll log in and we'll say hi, and it's like sometimes you'll like go to like hug me in VR, and obviously we're not there, we're our, you know avatars, and you're just kind of flailing around. And I'll like return the hug though, like like I'll, I'll I'll go through the motion, even though I don't have to. You can't literally can't see it or feel it because you're staring at me, and like that's just, there's no tactileness to this yet. Uh, but I feel like compelled to, like like 
the, that's what the immersion is. Where it's like, oh, Cameron's giving me a hug as his weird purple-eyed anime avatar. Like, I need to do that, and I hope, you know, as my giant-breasted wolf avatar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's... It just it feels natural. Like, no, this is the logical response. Like, because this is, like, the social interaction we're doing. And it blows my fucking mind. Because, for one thing, I normally... I'm not a touchy-feely person at all. Like, when people hug me, I'm just like, please don't do this. I have to touch you. Now this is this is annoying for me. Um, I don't. It, it's crazy. Just the, this, what we've been able to do this year and a bit of last year. And I, I know I've said it before, but uh, 2020 was a good year to really get into VR. Mm-hmm. Um, here I want to send you this uh, interesting tech demo. They basically have a multi-directional camera. Oh wow! I couldn't I couldn't tell that this was like part of the game at first because like yeah this is just like photorealistic camera area. Yeah, so um, we we talked last time about that like eighty eight hundred Blue View Lane house where like someone did like a three D scan of a building, mm-hmm. and it's all really low texture resolution. This is like next level, and it's a high definition texture. So from certain angles, it looks like you're just looking at a real photograph that's real. Yeah, I mean, like that dog, right? Like, I thought that was just a picture of a dog. I mean, I guess it is a picture of a dog, but... Yeah, but because it's recorded from multiple angles, um, when you're there in VR with your two lenses, it'll also have a 3D effect. So when you stand there looking at the dog, you want to reach out and just touch the dog. Right. Now, this is a still photo. It's not the same as a like an actual 3d world but we're getting we're advancing so fast (laughs) like i picture at some point we're gonna have zoom meetings that are literally just here's a photo scan of the office and anyone that's not here can hologram into the office you know what i mean yeah it's like actual star trek technology around the corner Microsoft is just doing a tech demo thing about that. They have this thing where uh, you set up some some cameras around your room, and it'll do like it, it works with their their headset. They have that like augmented reality Microsoft Live thing, mm. so it'll actually record just your body. So you're there in like it's a it's a Star Wars hologram that you can just beam to somebody else's headset, and you can have like a, you could have a party, you could have a professional meeting. It, you know we're we're in the future and it's your medium to play with and it's just so weird <laughs> you know i just had an a th- idea like for the longest time like property-based games were usually like you don't want that like you know a movie comes out they make a movie tie-in game it sucks and i feel like things have gotten better like they, apparently some of the marvel games are decent or whatever right like like uh, the spider-man games are good batman games are good now but I still have like this aversion to property-based games because for a large part of my gaming life, they were not good. Like from probably the Nintendo 64 to at least the 360 generation, so the Wii generation, like you have anything with that on it, you, you kind of want to avoid. VR will absolutely, if, if we do the right, VR will change the shit out of that, right? Because it's one thing to play as Iron Man, it's another thing to be Iron Man. Or a predator, or fucking Jake Sully from Avatar, or whatever, right? Like, if you can get this right and get the mechanics good enough and the graphics good enough, like your your mind will do the rest as far as like, well, I'm here now and I'm this character because I'm moving around. Hell, VR chat can do that, and VR chat looks like shit most of the time. And it's going to be really interesting because I think people are going to want that. Like, it's one thing to like you said, like, oh, I'm literally Batman. And you look at your hands, you're wearing the bat gauntlets, and you look down, you got the bat belt, and you can, like, grab items from it and, you know, use your shark repellent or whatever. Like, holy fuck. I think if this takes off and continues to expand and excel, like, we're going to see an explosion of just property-based games because the selling point is you get to be Spider-Man. That you don't get to control him, you get to be him and swing around, and it feels like you're actually doing it. And that's going to be interesting because... Like, my immediate thought is, like, well, fuck, I want a good Star Wars game. I don't even like Star Wars that much, but I want a good Star Wars game. Or Warhammer would be rad as fuck, right? Like, if I'm a Chaos Space Marine with my goddamn chainsaw sword just killing orcs and... Well, yeah. 
um, Tyranids and shit. Have you seen any of those promo videos where it's like, it's a, like VR for phones? Is that like the, the, you hold it in front of your face or whatever? Yeah, but you get like your Google Glass cardboard headset and it'll like, you, it, it like makes it a little easier to see the 3D image. Mm-hmm. Um, some movies actually have already done stuff where it's like, I remember when the Warcraft movie came out, you could download an app where you're riding on a griffin and it's flying over Stormwind in a loop. That's cool. And it was the 3D model ripped from the movie production. So you could actually like see the entire city and you could look at it as long as you want to in, in, you know, quote unquote VR. They did something similar with Jurassic World where there was like a little video of uh, you're in that ball that rolls around and the Mm -hmm. dinosaurs chasing you. And it little comes right at you. Wow, it's scary. It's a, little, a fun little thing. And go see the movie. Like, they are very interested in f- making you feel immersed and want to return to the world that you were just in and see more of it. Sure. That's definitely a marketing strategy. I think we all, I mean, we all want to feel immersed, right? Like, if we're watching a movie, we want to be sucked into the movie or a book or a TV show. It's just like, there's always this barrier, right? Because there's a screen or a page in front of you. And with VR, like, it's kind of removed because it's so close to your face. It's like, no, this is just your eyes. And I think as this gets bigger, one of the things that people are going to have to overcome is, like, getting your VR legs. Because it's definitely a thing. Like, I feel like I, I was not able to just step into this day one and be fine. Like, I had to kind of get used to it. So it'll be interesting how like a even bigger mass market has to deal with that and how they market is like, no, no, it might take a few days before you're like really comfortable playing this, which is an ask if it's expensive. Yeah. Um, but there's also kind of this element of, uh, once you have your VR legs, you're good. Yep. And if these become just standard household items, you know, like I've seen videos of, Oh, Christmas morning, here's grandpa playing on the VR. And he's he's doing fine. Um, like in a couple of years, who knows? Like this might not be such a weird ask. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like a weird. Uh, I, I don't know. It's like I I hate stuff that reminds me of these cliche dystopian future scenarios. <laughs> but at the same time, the right. technology is impressive. I saw um, Ready Player One last week. I'm sorry. Honestly, that movie's not that bad. Okay, that's good. I had I, fun with it. I, I saw the first half of it, and it was like, oh, wow, would you look at the time? We got to get going. It, it's funny. I watched it with my dad, and, and he enjoyed it, too, because I think I think having played VR stuff like made it a little more easier could, like, to connect to. Yeah. Also, the fact that it was like so much better than the book. And it's like, oh, this is actually stomachable. Because Ernest Klein <laughs> didn't write it. Oh, um, that's right. You actually, like, you have bearing understanding of the book, so maybe that does help. I, I mean, the movie has flaws. I think the way it handles exposition is god-awful. People are just explaining shit at each other for most of the movie. Um, But as far as, like, kind of a dumb action movie goes with, like, really pretty visuals... It's pretty good, and, like, a lot of the changes they made are so much better than what's in the book, and it was kind of fun to just, like, watch it through that lens, and, like, oh, this happened, like, oh, this is different, like, this makes way more sense, or this is just way better executed, uh, and it is fun looking for, like, the, the Easter eggs and stuff, like, how, like, the bad guy was basically, like, a Superman avatar, like, that was a fun little bit, um, yeah, I had way more fun with that movie than I thought I would. You know what? So, I, I want to ask that. What would your avatar be? Like, you, you've you been using avatars that you find. I know you like the, the wolf one just because it's tall, so you get, like, less dizzy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, what's your avatar? What What's your perfect, you know, in the future where the stock exchange is in VR and you have to show up to a job interview? How do you show up? Oh, okay, well, job interview versus, like, get a gun and go play on planet doom to find a thing right are, are different um because like normal avatar i'd probably want to do something fairly like binoculars just like just like no this is just like a dude with me i don't i don't know i, I feel like i wouldn't want to go too crazy with it if if it's like my quote-unquote normal one for like a, a a job thing or or 
uh, business related. I, I feel like I'd want to look somewhat professional. If we if we're at the point where you know VR is such a big part of the world, where literally everybody has it, and you're going to the stock exchange in VR, right? Like, um, I don't know. I like aliens enough where I feel like I would probably want a decent xenomorph avatar if I'm like in any other setting. I want to be a dinosaur. Yeah, dinosaurs are fun. I don't know. Like, I, I kind of feel like things wouldn't change that much from VR chat, right? Like, <laughs> you're going to see a lot of, of, of furries and, and anime chicks and giant tits. Like, I I think one thing that I they did right in Ready Player One is the amount of licensed IPs. It's like, realistically, that's what the online scape looks like. You you show yeah. up to the bar and there's like oh there's Mario and Link and they're both drunk which is not Nintendo approved but what are they gonna do about it like it just that happens. Well, it's like um there's a scene right where like a bunch of Master Chiefs or whatever like run by, and it's like no that makes sense like I have a, a it's a pink Master Chief avatar but I have like a Halo avatar in VR chat and sometimes he has kitty ears and it's stupid as fuck. And so, okay, yeah, these these Master Chief avatars would probably be, like, a really weird color at least, or have tits or something, but, yeah, like, that that's gonna happen. Um, in a way, the, you know, obviously Ready Player One's for a, a mainstream audience, but it's like, no, I feel like everybody has normal-sized chests in this, and that wouldn't, that's not the case. There would be more joke avatars, too, right? Like, the weird Tails one that Joe had for a bit, where he could, like, legitimately make its breasts bigger. And like dance on a stripper pole. Oh yeah, that was a funny one. Or or you're you're just cursed as fuck Sonic toilet one. I oh man, I wanna <laughs> you know that's gonna show up at the stock exchange. Like at some point, like wait, GameStop's going up and people are gonna show up going like I just need to buy some, I guess. I don't know. It's gonna ruin it for everybody. Yeah, like But it's kind of funny because like the, the the book is so awash and just pointless garbage, um 80s pop culture but there would still be a lot of that in this if you could just have anything you wanted like people are like no i want to be the ghostbusters or i want to be the teenage mutant ninja turtles or whatever like that that is true like that is absolutely going to happen um problem is as you know that doesn't make for a compelling book it just makes for visuals that you don't know how to write so you're like and he looked like the ninja turtles hey uh, that was a bad book i love i sent you that one page where it's like a made-up x script of the movie or the book, I mean, excerpt. Excerpt. Talk bed. Um, it's under. I forget what folder I saved it in. Here it is. Here's an excerpt from Ready Player One, page thirty-four. I had just finished off a case of new Coke when Huey Lewis called me and sang the Mister Belvedere theme to me on the phone. I knew what that meant. It was time to play vintage arcade games and get all of the high scores. I drew the a- I drove the A-team van with Ecto-1 plates to the arcade with my girlfriend, woman, girl- woman Gremlin from Gremlins 2. That was where she broke my heart by telling me that she fucked Alf. Ronald Reagan was president. My house was the clock tower, and my best friend was all of the Goonies. My favorite food, Pac-Man pellets. Like, it just keeps going on. The funny thing about, like, spoofing Ernest Klein writing is that you can't actually tell what's the yeah. spoof and what is his writing. It's you have to get halfway through that paragraph where you realize, wait, this is a joke. That dude has made like hundreds of thousands of dollars, and that it just like proves that life is unfair. Well, it reminds me of the people that make money off a of second life, where it's like there's people that literally just sell ripped Pokemon models, but they were the first ones to do it, so they cornered the market. And it's like Nintendo could technically sue you. But, oh, you named it Pika Blue instead of Pikachu. You're right. You're free. Huh. It's like, yeah, it's <laughs> getting hung up on a, on the unfairness of life is a go nowhere. So I try not to do it. Yeah. Um, we're at 50 minutes. I don't know if we want to start wrapping up. Well, that's, um, I mean, that was a good, that was a good intro to the weekend. Let's start today's subject. Okay. Um, do you like pie? Pie is pretty cool. All right, um, we can do a glad space now. So I want to do like a half glad space and then my actual glad space, because the half one like is a thing, but it wasn't as good as I thought it would be. But I still want to talk about it. Is it pie? 
No, it has to do with my hair. I ruined the whole pie episode. God damn it. So, I ended up buying this stuff called Overtone, which is a... It's it's a a hair um, uh, conditioner with dye in it, basically. And it, it, it changes your hair color. And I bought I bought some purple stuff that's formulated for brown hair, and I was like, this is I'm gonna make my hair purple and this is gonna be cool. Problem is I have really dark brown hair, and this stuff doesn't work that great on dark brown hair. So I used it and that was kind of fun. And I have like a story I did on the comics podcast that involves how much of that was a mess and how much paint thinner I used to get the the dye off of my face, which was you shouldn't do, it turns out. That that doesn't this doesn't feel good on skin. <laughs> um but I've been I've been upkeeping it for a week now, because it comes with like a daily conditioner, and then there's like the big tub that's really like this will make your hair purple as fuck, and literally no one's noticed unless I tell them. Like it, it it's so not purple enough that people don't even know I did it, unless I'm like standing in the exact right light and you're kind of close and you're like, oh, I guess that's not like that's not brown, is it? So it's been a bit of a disappointment in that regard. But at the same time, like, if I'm, like, in the bathroom washing my hands and I look in the mirror, I was like, oh, I can tell my hair is purple. I like my hair purple. This is cool. And so, like, I'm still getting something out of it. It's just, like, it's like feels like a secret. I don't know if I'd recommend the product. Like, it was, it was like, 50 bucks for everything I got, which is probably enough to keep it this color for, like, a month and a half, maybe two if I'd be a little stingy with it. Which, you know, that's a decent length of time. But it because my hair is so dark, it's, like, no, it's hard to tell. Like, if I had, like, blonde hair, it would be a completely different story. But I don't. I have I have brown hair. But I've, I don't know. It's been, it's been kind of neat. Also, using proper hair conditioner is kind of nice. Like, my hair feels really, really clean and soft. And it's like, oh, I should probably just, like, get good conditioner here going forward. You know what I love is charcoal. Like, uh, to cook meat? No, in shampoo. Mm-hmm. It's pretty healthy. I didn't know that. I like charcoal water, and I like charcoal lemonade, and I like charcoal in my shampoo. Oh, there you go. We solved it. Yeah. But what's important is you're happy. I think think I was mean when you said you were getting the dye, and I was just like, I was joshing, but then I was like, I hope I didn't sound mean. No, I was fine. I, I'm at, I'm kind of tempted, like when COVID's over, though, to like see what it would cost and what it would take to get it properly done, so it's like noticeably a different color. But because I have dark brown hair, like no, I might be like to get it bleached would probably take at least an hour, like to do it right and like kill all the pigment in it. And it's like, man, you know what I can do in an hour is fucking not that. Like that that's a that's a money and time commitment. I'm not entirely cuz it's temporary, right? Like if you want to keep at it, you got to keep doing it and it's like I don't want to spend that much money on my fucking hair. Yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> I have enough trouble getting a haircut. That feels like right. a waste of time. But it's been it's been fun to do for them for for now. Like and then this weekend I'm going to, you know, open the tub again and and grab some gloves and like put the really purple stuff back in it just to do it. And, and I like that. I know it's there. Like I, I do, I wasn't sure how I would like it. I was actually really nervous to start and be like, man, this could be like a huge fucking mistake. And this is, I'm going to look like a fucking tool and like some dumbass weeb. Um, all of which are probably still true, but I'm just like, well, I kind of dig it. And, and so like, you know, like I, I scoop this shit out and stick it on my head and start, rubbing it in it's like i literally cannot turn back because this stuff is super purple like this is like thick gel and then um i wash it out and i dry it and it's like okay this is really subtle but also i do actually like it like the the big fear turns out unfounded and so now i'm just like i can't believe people can't notice it this sucks I, i need to be more obnoxious about this i need to step my my annoying weeb game up which is not a place I thought I would be in ever. Life comes at you fast, Cameron. Or does it? No, it does. Or does it? Yeah, it does. So what? That was your half glad space. Yes. So my real glad space is on Saturday. Um, I, I, I my mom, my dad, and then a couple of friends. We went to a winery because they were having like a scavenger hunt. And so they had all these things set up outside, and there's like this huge 60-acre winery, right, with 
all the grapes and shit. And um, I was like, hey, walk around. We got your clues. Go find stuff. And then hey, when you get bored, come back and have a drink. And that was really fun. It was outside. Everyone was really far apart or wearing masks. Like, it was a really good way to be outside and, like, be social and not even, like, feel safe about it in the year 2021. And I drank a bunch of wine and I had a couple beers, too, because I served beers there. And I walked out with a couple bottles of wine. And it was just, like, a really good couple hours. Like, I had a lot of fun just hiking through a winery. That is actually a pretty good Saturday. I like wine. And it was a local vineyard, so it's like, okay, this is the only wine you're going to get in Wisconsin kind of thing. So it's like, special. Oh, I I really love local stuff. We've been talking about moving, and the conversation always comes up of like all the stuff we would miss if we move. And California has so many microbreweries that I still haven't even tried them all. And it's like, man, if I move somewhere, all they're going to have is Budweiser. That's not true. I don't know. Dude, <laughs> I'm scared. Dude, like, like microbrews are huge right now. Like, wherever you go, you're going to at least get a couple. Like, I'm surprised how many there are in fucking La Crosse, Wisconsin, because that's not a huge, you know, city. Like, it's like 50,000 people, but there's still, like, five microbrews, if not more. But it, you live in a beer state. Yes, I live in Wisconsin. Like, you we're talking about to going to New Mexico, where it's like, they, they have water. That's the oh. exotic import. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about New Mike. Why would you go to New Mike? Well, okay, it's probably cost of living and weather and all that. I get why you don't want to come to to the Midwest. Can I live in your basement? Sure. I'll just do that. I feel like we could get along. Uh, I'll stay in the basement. Don't come down. <laughs> the cat lives down there too. Like that's where the litter box is. That's my cat now. Oh dear! Oh dear! I will make my He-Man action figure right on him. That'd be fine. I think he'd be okay with that. He's pretty chill. <laughs> what, what's your guy's face, Cameron? Oh, so one of my favorite talented people I follow just started a new YouTube channel specifically about audio mixing and audio tech and interesting audio techniques and how to record instruments and how to play instruments. And he's such a talented, really bright guy where his, I think his real talent is just that he's down to earth and normal. Um, have you heard the name Lyle Rath? I have not. He's, he's an old sleepy cabin guy, but he, he has his own YouTube channel and he, he's on Oni Plays. He's a, he's a professional voice actor. Oh, cool. Um, like I, I think you, you were, you will definitely recognize his voice as soon as he talks. But uh, he he has this new channel called Sounds Goodish, and he did this really in depth breakdown of uh, a short he did a couple years ago. But just like layer by layer, here's all the sounds that went into making this sound effect work, and here's why I layered him this way, and here's how I did this, and here's how I recorded this, and it's like a thirty minute breakdown of a sixty second cartoon. I need to watch like, this because this sounds great. It is great it, it, because he's also, again, he's down to earth. He has a sense of humor, so he can tell things in a way you understand. He did a video about uh, phasing and how sometimes you can have two audio tracks right next to each other, but if they're they're phased incorrectly, they actually come out quieter because they're kind of yep. canceling each other out. And it's like he's just zoomed in and explained it visually. Like, here's what you want to avoid. You want to do it this way. And it's like, okay, I've watched videos about this subject before, and no one explains it. It's like, this guy is so down to earth that it's like, oh, I get it. I'm learning things. So I watched this, like, 30-minute behind-the-scenes video he put out, and I learned so many things. So really, uh, look up Sounds Goodish. He links to other stuff he's done. So if you find him entertaining, you'll find other entertainment that way. But if you're interested in audio... This is going to be a good resource moving forward. Yeah, th this sounds this sounds like a really good channel. Like having worked with audio and any any kind of tips and tricks because like sound effects and and like this kind of audio design, I don't find particularly fun. It's just something I typically need to do for the projects I'm on. And so like any any ways to make things easier, smoother. Like fuck yeah, give give me this information, please. And really, just sound better. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. I recommend it. 
But I guess that's a show. Yeah, um, that is a show. Any closing wishes? I feel like um, on the topic of sound design, I remember a long time ago I sent you a video. The guy that did the uh, the Gravity Falls theme song actually has like a video how like he walked through and put this together. And I, I don't know if you ever watched it, but like also really good. And it's just, it's fun. Like there's a certain level of just like relaxed fuck aroundness to like how he made this like what to me feels like a very iconic theme song for a cartoon. And it's one of those things, like, no matter what you're making, like, if you do it right, or if it sounds good, like, people won't understand the process, because they'll just assume it was all very thought out, very methodical, very, like, you're the artist and you did it the right way. And a lot of the times it's like, no, I just layered shit, I just did what I thought would be good at the time, I just kind of spun it in a circle and did this, you know, like... It's fun to, like, when when you crack apart the seams of something and you realize that, like, it literally is just glue holding it together, like glue and hope. And that's all I got. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta stop drinking this juice. It, it hits me hard. I can't talk right. I should go, I should move on to water and tea. Are we still recording? I am, but I can stop. Oh, dear. Bye, everybody. <laughs>